I don't think you've ever started an episode without saying right. <laughs> except, ever. except for that last one. Did you not say right? Because I did the... Da, da, oh, da, da, da. oh, and also the episode when you stormed in through the door. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> that's that was, true. Yeah, that that was, was fun. The that was, only two. That was a sound designer's dream. I love that one. It was great. <laughs> Righty-ho. <laughs> How many it, times? Yeah, discussed oh. it again. I missed it in the last one, so I thought I'd do a double right. right well, right? you do like to mix it up with the, whether you're storming through the door saying, no, 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 or doing something else. I don't or know. doing my you know, best impression of an orchestra piece about space and space travel. But... Uh, <laughs> For those who are just joining us, my name is Matt Davis. I am the marketing and community manager here at Auroc Digital, and I'm joined by my alpha buddy. Alpha buddy? Yeah, alpha buddy. Thanks, man. Matthew Walker, audio designer. Thank you, Matthew Walker. Um, now, uh, the reason I call you my alpha buddy is because uh, this is, it's not really a part two. It is just, it, it's around a similar sort of topic as our last episode, but it is an episode in itself mm. uh, because we are going to be talking today about Mars Horizon, the video game. Mm. Uh, but we recently just had an alpha for the game. Yes. Uh, so for those who aren't as technical in the know, and why are you listening to this podcast if so? But <laughs> welcome aboard. Uh, an alpha is an opportunity to... No, we no, we love you. Welcome, you know, it's great to have everybody on board. Um, the alpha is a way of us showing off an early part of the game, an early build of the game, Correct. putting it out there. And um, we had it f- for free. We ran it ran it for free over uh, the moon landing weekend, which I was talking so passionately about. You just can't about. plan that stuff, can you? It's amazing Incredible. isn't it it's amazing it's absolutely amazing um, the uh, the episode itself is much more around um what the alpha was and how it went um did you take part matthew walker I in the part. alpha did you yeah oh, i well mean what well, one because uh i mean i've played a number of yeah. builds now um, yeah. working on it of course um but it was just nice <laughs> it was difficult actually because i because you're I've, looking at it from a point now where we've got like a, a we've taken a segment of the game out and said yeah. this is hopefully representative of what we want to do yeah but you've obviously seen the bits that come before yeah, the bits the bears, that come afterwards bears, and also everything. what it looked like before and the changes we've made that we've implemented into it as well so yeah. i i am fascinated for your opinion well i i went into it really wanting just to play it as a game mm. and when you work on games yeah uh, it's very difficult to actually do that. Totally so my, my brain was constantly like, I need to change that, make a note of this, too much to tell, da da da. So I was, I was making audio notes for sure, but I worked really hard just to play it as a game, just sit down for an hour or two, just play this thing. Um, I, I did achieve that and it was fun. Mm. I mean, that was the main thing. If, if, if a game has me going back for more, and I went back to it a few times over that weekend, it's got a draw. It's yeah. got such a great cuteness to it. Um, yeah. And we, we, we'll touch on how kind of accessible it is with your versus the authenticity and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Um, all those things combined makes for something really quite special. Mm. Um, and the fact that, you know, ESA have, have made their interest known and they've given us some really positive feedback yeah, yeah, yeah. speaks volumes. Oh, absolutely. Really does. I mean, we were blown away. Like, I, I'm not joking. So um, when we sit down and we talk about, so this is just, you know, boring marketing stuff here, but like you it's get- never you, boring. Yeah, <laughs> not so with you, you're too, marketing you're too guy. kind, you're too kind. Uh, the, the, the way no, a project normally works is we'll say, right, okay, we're going to run this alpha and then- as a marketing person, I'll step in there and say, okay, this is how I want to run it. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to promote it. How many people would be a success? And I, yeah. I, again, we've touched on this on previous episodes of how to make a video game with Oroch Digital, which you can listen to the entire back catalogue of. But you can, uh, we wanted to uh, like get this bit in there where we're kind of like saying to people like, this is success. This is what's really good. And then this is what I term as hot tub <laughs> success. Hot tub success. Yeah, hot tub success. So basically it's so good that we just need to buy hot tubs for everyone because we're just, we're just, 
like rocking like a huge amount of like <laughs> success that we're just like the only thing we can do is sit back in a hot tub and be like well done us when I open up my stocking at mm. Christmas later this yeah. year and I open up my marketing terminology yeah. guide which yeah. I get every year <laughs> if that term is not in there <laughs> then I, that's a big fail. I'm trying to make it an industry standard term. I don't think many people... The same, the same as I think bootalicious is in the uh, dictionary now, I think. As it should be. Right, as it okay. should be. It's a perfectly, yeah, yeah. perfectly cromulent word. I don't know. <laughs> so, but we were... Honestly, we were tapping on hot tub numbers because we were... It was like... We were blown away with the amount of people we had. Like, again, we were aiming... We only thought like 100, 200 people would be interested mm. in it. We were clocking nearly 2,000. Whoa, yeah, like it was incredible. big, huge. Like it was really big, you know. So I can't share too much detail about all the over 2,100, but you, you know what I mean? It's like... It's a good number. It's a good number. Healthy it's number. a way bigger number than we thought we'd have for this. Day. But again, it shows... What it really shows me, and again, we also ask people to give feedback, and if they give us their feedback, and then we gave, we're going to give them a copy of the Mars Horizon soundtrack done by... Uh, some guy. Some guy. Some guy here. <laughs> just just by you saying that makes you think, oh man, I should really work harder on this thing. Though. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> but I have just recently invested in uh, Spitfire Symphony Orchestra strings and uh, woodwinds and brass. So that the whole sounds... thing is getting a revamp. Right. Uh, and it's going to sound sick. Recorded at Air Studios. Yeah. And he, it's just amazing. Yeah, anyway, don't there we go. So yeah, but uh, so people were able to do that. And the feedback's been really good. Uh, we've also had a lot of good, like, proper feedback as in sorry, if someone says they love the game that's also proper feedback because that helps us but we've also had a lot of feedback which is like this is what I'd like to see improved this is what I'd like to help with and we are currently working on that at the moment we are currently looking through it all um, but I suppose it's quite a good time for us to speak to Matt Bone who is the designer on the game uh, and also worked on some of the programming for it as well but we'll cover that in a bit uh, to talk to us about the alpha talk to us about the game the design the philosophy a whole load of stuff and just have a proper chat. Right, well, um, firstly, thank you. Welcome back, Tom. I uh, appreciate you coming back in again. Uh, so, as we were saying, last episode, we were talking a lot more about the visit to ESA. Big thanks we were saying to everybody who was there, all the cool anecdotal stuff that we learned. Um, but now we're going to look a little bit more at the alpha that we ran. Uh, and we're also going to be looking at Mars Horizon, the game, a little bit more. Um, Tom, I think you're going to kick us off with a little bit of an intro here. Yeah, so so once we we kind of got back to Earth, pun um, well after very, visiting very uh, uh, yeah the European Space Agency, I mean it was all pretty mind blowing stuff, uh, and it was it was all very exciting. And in fact, at the time while we were doing the prep for this, discovered that I did record a little bit of my thoughts at one point, uh, just just how it felt being there because it was very exciting. Uh, so this is me there. So right now I'm sitting in the uh, press briefing room at uh, ESOC. Um, building uh, second day of our trip to ESA it's really been quite something um, and the people in that room are controlling a satellite on another planet uh, and that's really quite mind-blowing um, that positivity of it we, we spoke a lot yeah, about that last yeah. time but I think that wow factor that that's really important to come back to because it's something you want to capture in the game uh, and I've been looking for a way to shoehorn a quote by William Burroughs, the uh, the poet and writer, who don't not somebody you normally think of, uh, given his past stuff. Yeah, as I was going to say massively my first, positive. Yeah, my first well, he did he did bits of science fiction, but I, I was listening to a documentary about him, and uh, I realised he was he was fascinated with space. And I think if I understand it right, and again, any Burroughs experts listening, welcome to kind of correct me, but. I think for he saw in space and science fiction something again transcendental beyond 
just the normal everyday life, a, a way that humanity could be better. So he, he took part in this thing called the Nova Convention in 78. And he, and he opened it by saying, this is the space age and we are here to go. And I, I love that idea of, mm. yeah, let, let, let's do it. And, and I think because I'm never going to be an astronaut, I'm not. I'm, don't don't know. I'm going to say that. I doubt I'm going to. You never know. With, with what happens with technology, maybe I'll exactly. get to go into space. But I think that's, that to me is what the game represents, is that, that chance of you're not going to, the chance that you're not going to get to do it. But we'll, we'll take you some of the way there. We'll give you some of that sense of how it can work. And that, that's the exciting thing. Just as a side note, when you go into again, I'm, I'm still kind of thinking space. about <laughs> thinking about space. Um, I'm away in space. Like, do you feel really small right now? When when you talk to people that have I mean, worked, yeah, it's my heart, yeah. <laughs> no, but when when you've been to standing next to Tom you, as well, yes. <laughs> when you've been in amongst that kind of environment, speaking to people that are you know working on things, sending things into orbit, satellites, Mars, all the rest mm. of it, like, and that kind of conversation is so normal. It's so utterly normal to yeah. them. Do you not just feel kind of? So I, small, then. I'd use the term. I, I wouldn't. I'd say humble. Like I said, it, uh, yeah. I said it in the last episode. It is. It's a humbling experience yeah. to go and realize like the magnitude of what space travel actually is. Mm. The stuff that they do. The things that have to happen to make sure there's a room full of people at ESA that just look at like they have their mathematicians that look at maths problems and they're like potentially if we're two percent or two degrees out on this mission, this is what the telemetry data might tell us. So they just sit there and they just crunch the numbers and that's what they do all day. And and send the data back so that somebody in one of the mission control things would be like, oh, right, okay, yeah, this is what we could potentially do. Or this is what we should be expecting. And that's very humbling yeah, to see yeah. that, you know, the scale of it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it, it's so. Yeah, I think again, it's so affirming. And 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 I think if we don't capture some of that affirmation, mm. then we won't have succeeded in the game. I, I think the the things that I, I want the game to capture, I want us to capture that authenticity. I want us to capture that sense of team of mission of all these different skills and people coming together. I want us to capture the difficulty though, again, that that in the previous episode, uh, one of the engineers talked about space being a really unforgiving place. So that's why you need all these bright, uh, driven people because what you're doing is really tough. Um, and I think again, within the, the loop of the game we've got, you're not, you're not the astronauts, plenty of people and, and, you know, incredibly brave people that do that, but you're the mission control, uh, and I think I, I was reading a book called Encounter with Tiber, um, which is a, a 96 science fiction novel by Buzz Aldrin and John Barnes. And there's a little section that... that Logical sort of, sideways movie. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a bit that jumped out at me. It's like, why are you doing the mission control bit? And, and there's a quote from the book that says, normally because the hardware is expensive and the equipment needed for making decisions is bulky, heavy, and better located on the ground, the people in on space missions don't so much make decisions as execute. And that leapt out at me because, again, that's yeah. exactly the, the kind of functionality that you as the player doing you're basically crunching the decisions back in mission control mm. and then telling people what to do and again going to ESA we were in the mission control went in that main mission mm. control room and all these different people at all these different stations and they were all responsible for different areas yeah. of it. and you realize yeah that collective effort you've not just got one person going uh, I don't know what to do what are these numbers telling me or these numbers look a little bit different what should I do that goes back to a whole bunch of experts who pour over those numbers look at it and go right here's what we recommend you do so some of the stuff that they talked about that's fascinating is one of the reasons they have multiple versions of each thing so a lander a rover a satellite they might have multiple versions of it because what they're doing is they test their orders out on one in the in the hangar first before they send the orders yeah. to the one in Mars yeah 
Because if you're going to mess it up and do the wrong thing, you, you want to mess it. it up on the test model. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. No, it's so true. That's so so, true. so that, that kind of repetition of it. And again, nicely segues into what we were doing, mm. which recently we ran our alpha. And I think this is a really good point for us to start talking about that because the alpha was like, it, I mean, it. I mean, it's gone very well. It's gone very cool. And we'll come to that in a little bit. But again, it's, it's taking that. The, the attempt that we tried to do with the alpha was to make that feeling replicated as best we could in the short time that we had. Mm. So um, I think we're going to go into a little bit more about what the alpha is. Okie dokie, Matthew Walker. We're going to have to come up with a new naming convention. <sighs> Why is this, Matt? The reason is because we have got all the way down from Space Station Auroch. Yeah, not not next door. <laughs> not next door. Not next door. From mm-hmm. the, the no. outer rims of the Auroch Empire. Uh, Matt Bone, designer on Mars Horizon. Thank you very uh, much for joining uh, us, Matt. Yeah, yeah. A third uh, Matt. A third Matt. A third Matt. <laughs> We're going to have to... Uh, again, we, we, we've we've been discussing what like nicknames and various other things, but we'll, we'll just try and hope that our the tones of our voices cut through enough I, I think they shall should, should we do like a, a an introduction let's each say Matt okay my name is Matt Davis Matt Bone my name is Matthew Walker well it's it's quite lucky this isn't a visual thing so we all look identical as well <laughs> yeah, how many true. people know say, this yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we true. have exactly the, most Matts do most <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> together exactly, yeah. Um, but uh, as the episode before we were talking about our amazing trip to ESA seeing all the really cool stuff that we saw when we were there science explosions rocket ships all of the great stuff that we were learning about there um, but we're very fortunate to have Matt with us today because we are going to be talking about the design direction of Mars Horizon. So um, first and foremost, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you came from, why you're working at Auroch, and the, the how you became to uh, got into the role of this? So yeah, I've got a, kind of a, a unique background in that I've got a degree in astrophysics. That's a lie. At, uh, <laughs> that's not good. true. But also, that's legit. But also, you are legitimately a after that, I decided. Well, that, that's fine. And then, <laughs> Uh, how can I make myself less employable? So I decided to get a degree in English literature. Right. Well. <laughs> so so, <laughs> so I, I did a lot of writing and then I was always into game design and games in general. Uh, I worked a bit here and there and then came to Auroch and eventually settled into designing this, which yeah. has been perfect, really. So you did, some, you did some work for us before on Acton Cthulhu. I did, uh, yeah. So we did yep. programming on that yeah, one yeah. and then you moved into the design role now yes, for exactly, Rising, yeah, So, yeah. Uh, so um, for people who don't know, Mm-hmm. What what can you give me a rough idea of what a designer does, just as a basic concept of what a designer would do? Uh, well, for it's it's not first of all, it's not as glamorous as it <laughs> some people <laughs> might think. You spend most of the day looking at spreadsheets right. or staring at documents that you're trying to write up in some kind of. So you mean to say it's not fast cars and big mansions and whatnot? I, I mean, obviously, it's that and the hot tubs and all, all the things you'd expect. I mean, you're, you're, priorities yeah, you're sitting in the hot tub whilst doing this stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's which is a hazard. Don't yes, do that. I, I mean, yes, there's a lot of le- electronic equipment that you're dealing with, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, like in terms of design stuff, then I mean, uh, uh, really, it's the direction the player's going. That's really what you're trying. Uh, to help I mean, with yeah, it. it's all about is shaping. It the fun is that how you describe it? Like the fun of the game? It's, it's shaping the player experience. So every step that you're designing, you're thinking, how is the player going to experience this? What right. choices are they going to make? Right. Are the choices meaningful? I yeah, mean, that's number one. Mm. Um, and, and fun kind of results from that naturally. It's kind of hard to quantify what fun is. Yeah, yeah. but I think it's all. Yeah, we've all played paradox games. <laughs> 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 Uh, but Matt, Matt, Matt here is also a football manager fan, so oh, again, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, uh, course, the, yeah. 
bits of fun is like without that. So it's also yeah. why you're probably good at the spreadsheet part of the job. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? Football manager is, is a, a spreadsheet, spreadsheet game. Yes, it is. It's a spreadsheet. Outrageous <laughs> comment. Outrageous. I'll be hearing that in the WhatsApp group later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's let's go into Mars Horizon then. Let's talk about Mars Horizon. So Mars Horizon has been a game that's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. We've been working on it. It's gone through various iterations, gone yeah, up and down true. in different directions. Um, what is it that's defining the direction that we're taking now with the game like where what are we trying to really aim towards uh we're trying to so one of our pillars of the game is authenticity uh and so this is all wrapped up in your ESA talk yeah, uh, yeah. and all your fun ESA trips and yeah, everything yeah, yeah. trying to get nailed down that aspect of the game mm. we want it, it's difficult because there's always a balance you have to you have to make the game fun, as we yep. talked about. Um, you always have to make an approximation of these things and gamify certain yep. things to make it fun for the player. But at the same time, we're trying to stay faithful to the spirit of space yep. exploration, how it feels to run a space agency. Yep. And that's our main kind of through line throughout the whole game when we're designing it. Yep. Um, but luckily, I mean, space exploration and space agencies lend themselves really well to a game because um, the core loop is basically... Research new technology, yeah. build cool vehicles, s- launch them into space, yeah. and conduct space missions. I mean, that's pretty easy for it, a design point I was going to say, it's, it's funny, it comes back to uh, episode two of the, yeah. of the pod when we were talking to Tim. And uh, we were talking about how, like, when he was talking to his girlfriend mm-hmm. about Megaquarium, yeah. uh, he, and she, she's an officiologist or whatever the term I came up with. Fish, 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 like, she works in an aquarium. The, okay, it's like, that's and, not the official term. No, no, I was no, trying to come up with one like a vexologist, okay, but yeah. I couldn't find one. What face did he pull when you brought up that word? Uh, he hasn't heard it yet. Well, <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, you wait until he's left. <laughs> when he's there, yeah. And then, then I said it afterwards. So right, like, okay, yeah, so. yeah, that's fine. Okay. But like, but like, what he was saying is that he sort of like only then realised when he was talking to her mm-hmm. about parts of her job, did he realise that that was like, that could be fun, that could be part yeah. of the game, yeah. that could be this, that and the other. Yeah. And I sp- really sums that up again in that like when you hear from Issa and you hear from mm-hmm. the stuff they do and like launch control aspects and yeah. you know, the thing. It, all of that sort of rolls itself up in this nice little neat package. It, it's, it's funny because obviously they've helped a lot with the broad aspects of the game about how missions work, yeah. how, how they're planned, how they're managed. Yeah. And we can feed that into the game itself. But it's also, as you probably mentioned before, the little stories yeah. that make yeah. this thing. And, and that's kind of the key to having an immersive sim, I think, mm. having mm. these human relatable stories mm. that you can throw up during the game that yep. they're both authentic and just memorable. And it feels like, oh, this really is what it feels like yeah, to yeah. run these kind of space missions. So can you give me an example of something like that that would happen? A bit of a spoiler, a bit of a teaser for yeah. those who are, who are interested so in looking at it. So I bore uh, the team to death, basically, because I, I'm more in, I'm always in, more interested in the narrative side of yep. design. It's the um, English language. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I've come up with this uh, the narrative event system. And basically what happens as you're playing the game, these uh, narrative events can come up saying a a lot to do with like your astronauts or the race to space or the other agencies and you react to them, uh, make a choice and these things are branching uh, and chained. So it's quite interesting. But it means you can get in a lot of the historical stuff Mm. and also a lot of the little stories that you sort of have fed to us. Like uh, a minor spoiler. So this is one of my favorite small events. So... Originally, when Russia spent, uh, sent up Sputnik, mm. uh, that broadcast radio signals uh, as it went around 
around the earth yeah. and anyone around the earth could pick these up and right. there's a lot of by the way conspiracy theories about what these signals were it, right, <laughs> it was a okay. secret yeah, code yeah, around yeah. it wasn't it was just a bunch <laughs> just of radio beeps. signals yeah yeah um so there's an event that can pop up if you send up a satellite the early satellite and it will say something like some school kids on the other side of the world as part of their school project have picked up your signals uh, and then you can react, say, oh, send some mission memorabilia or whatnot. Right. And you get some nice little booster support. It's yeah, just a nice right, little okay. event. Yeah. And then 30 years later in game time, another one comes up or can come up. Yeah, yeah. And it says, this uh, famous uh, science writer has explained how they were inspired towards oh, their cool. career That's nice. by that's awesome. being a kid yeah. and picking up radio signals hey, from your awesome. early satellite. And then you get extra support from that. And that's the kind of stories that yeah, I'm going to okay. embed in this. I love that because I remember um, when we touched on Mars Horizon going back a season or two, mm. Thomas said something about that. Like, um, I think you asked him the question of, you know, what would be the ultimate goal? for Mars Horizon. What is the the, the legacy you yeah, want this game yeah. to leave? And he said something like, if if I get approached by a child or if I'm doing a talk or something or someone says to me, um they they're not like an astronaut in thirty years' time yeah. Yeah. whilst on the on the, the, the I mean, Martian that's surface the dream says anything creative. Well, yeah. <laughs> but then, someone, but yeah. po- his point was if they said to me, Oh when I was a kid, I played this game called yeah. Mars Horizon, this this little cool yeah. little game. And that's what got me into space yeah. travel and well, well there's so many people the so many people who've worked at like um who've worked on things to do with these and various other, mm-hmm. you know, and NASA and Roscosmos and stuff. So all said they've been inspired by things like Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah, and like I mean, seeing this sort of stuff. I happening. played Frontier as a kid and that's what got me into space and probably why I went the way I did. So. See Donald Trump. All right, this is what happens when you play video games. You're inspired to do better oh, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Right. Shoot oh, people up, that, right? We will not go there. Let's steer away from that. It's a political podcast, but it's very Taking important. Taking my spaceship to in the other direction <laughs> yeah. uh, to Mars, which is different from the which moon, by the way. Well, what's that quote? Um, that the, the person who is the first to walk on Mars has already been born. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. That's my so somewhere yeah. right now they are just. Someone's yeah, going to be on the surface. I mean, that's what and the game's not about Matt as well. Damon. And that's what the game's So you nicely tied that together. Thank you, thank you very yeah. much. You've been a pro in this way. <laughs> so uh, here's, a, here's a secondary question. So how do you... It, very cool to add that narrative linked together with mm-hmm. all those other bits and bobs, but how do you deal with that in stuff that hasn't happened? Because obviously mm-hmm. you've got historical bases yeah. to work on. And stuff, yeah. But obviously we're dealing with a near future. We're dealing with the questions and the problems that ESA are facing mm-hmm. today. Like they so, are so this is it. So this is uh, the kind of two aspects of the game. It's kind of like historical, not re- recreation. It's like an alternate yeah. uh, history. So you can beat uh, Russia to launch in the first human into space. Right. Yeah. Um, you can beat Russia and, la- and land the first human. Uh, human on the moon yeah and stuff like that so you're kind of recreating history there but mm-hmm. it's all based on historical right. events you'll get the historical like uh payloads like apollo yeah uh, okay. and voyager and all yeah. stuff like that yeah. so th- there's that aspect of the game but you're right because it is called mars horizon it, we are aiming towards getting the first human mm. on mars and that is it's kind of future tech but it also exists i mean a lot in the planning stages, but a lot of this technology is being developed right now. Right, okay. And this is the kind of stuff that, like, again, the ESA uh, link mm. has been really useful because they've talked us through how all these Mars missions they're doing, like uh, ExoMars and stuff like yep. that, all of it's feeding into this grand sort of eventual aim of yep. getting yep. people on Mars. But, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, yeah, and that's that's the key is, like, talking to them yep. uh, and researching all this stuff. But So to, to bring us more towards the game itself what mm. if you're playing it for the first time maybe you're say if you're not a fan of like space 
exploration-y type games mm. or very, you know, of, of the genre. Is, what is Does it? that person exist? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's probably a few. <laughs> but what would, you know, Fortnite has to be popular with yeah, someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what, what is it that's that, that's quite interesting about Mars Rising that would make you look at it and be like, or is this just for hardcore space people? No, the thing is, one of the key aspects of the game, I think it's very accessible. Mm. Uh, I don't think you have to be uh, into hardcore strategy at all mm. to find this easy to get into. I think it's very easy to pick up. Yeah. And hopefully there's still the depth there to please both sides. But yeah. I think it is an easy pick up. Build rockets, fire it, do your missions. Mm. Uh, and we want to keep that in, that if you like the lighter side of things, you can do that. Yeah. straight in. And then if you like more depth, there's that, that as well. But in general, I think the there'll be... Because there's two sides of the game. There's the management side where you're yeah. running your agency and planning all this stuff. Yeah. And then there's there's the mission gameplays, which are kind of like turn-based uh, uh, kind of game um, with light puzzle elements. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've discussed this before. Uh, no, we haven't, but so, we're happy to go so, into it. We so should talk about this We, anyway, we should talk about this the... because I think it's good to be open about this yeah. kind of stuff. So we've had debate in in the company about... Um, Eated. <laughs> yeah, about, about the mission gameplay because I think it's quite unique in that... It's, it's hard to describe. It has it's a turn based uh, strategy, mm-hmm. but it also has you could describe it as it has puzzle like elements to yeah. it. Um, and the thing is, it's it's very hard to describe, which makes it good from a design point of view because I think it works mm. uh, and it makes it more unique. But it's a nightmare for a marketing person of view. Yeah. Yes, you are correct, my friend. Exactly, because <laughs> we don't want to say it's it's a puzzle game because it's not. Yeah, and, and that gives obviously. Uh, has connotations that yeah. people immediately pick up on, and there was there was real honest conversation in the office about you, using the word puzzle yeah. in the text in the, yeah, in the words. It, so exactly. Does that lead people down a pathway of exactly. understanding it? And and I think you've hit the nail on the head when you say puzzle light. It mm-hmm. has puzzle elements, but it is yeah. not a puzzle game. It, exactly, yeah. and it, it's very unpredictable because the main thing we're doing with the mission gameplay is trying to show how unpredictable mm. uh, space is and. From talking to Issa again, yep. they've re-emphasized just how many things can go wrong. Yep. Well, not even just go wrong, are unexpected. Mm. Things pop up. And this is something we're trying to recreate in the gameplay where all these things happen and you're reacting to them. Yep. It's not a set puzzle that you're just trying to solve. Mm. All these things are coming up, so you have to think on your feet uh, and react to these things. So. It, it sounds a little bit like um, we've got another This Is Not A Pipe yeah, <laughs> this is yeah, on the horizon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we like to challenge our marketing. Yeah, basically, yes. these games. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, uh, they, you, yeah. You do not give a simple. By the way, it's a shooter. <laughs> Great, amazing. Yeah, no, what I'm doing. Uh, it's like, I'm really it's like, sorry. It's gonna be so much easier to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the management layer of the game mm-hmm. then. So, um, so obviously that's the build up to that. Mm-hmm. To that mission control yeah, yeah. element of it, uh, what sort of things can you be expecting in, in in the game? Are we talking base building? Are we talking yeah, rock all building? Yeah, all of that. So, so you've got your uh, tech tree, which mm-hmm. we've got quite a large yeah. and in depth uh, tech tree where you basically going for it. You can choose which way you go, mm-hmm. uh, which mission to research, rich um, uh, payloads and vehicle parts and things like that. Um, and then you've got your base building, so you yeah. unlock buildings for that, and you can. You have your cool little layout where yep. you can decide where to put these things, and that has its own sort of little gameplay aspect to it. Um, and then, obviously, there's constructing your vehicles itself. So the thing we've done with the rocket building is you're kind of free to mix and max, uh, mix, mix and match. Yep. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, your parts as you go. So you can kind of uh, balance what you want. You can come up with ultra reliable vehicles mm-hmm. uh, that are quite expensive yep. and might take a while to build. Yeah. Um, or you can go the risky approach and just bang out something really fast yeah. that's 
bit more risky, yeah, yeah. Uh, but cheap, and then try and get um, into space before the other um, agencies. So this is where the uh, the space race comes in. Yeah, I was like how the far, prestige bit yeah, of it, so yeah. How much to push it? Like, mm. are you how much are you willing to risk to beat the other agencies yeah. in it? And, and that's obviously a fun thing yeah. to uh, design because you're always kind of feeling that pressure as the player. Yeah. Um, I have to be the other agency to get to this. Or you might not prioritize it. You might go the cooperation route and, and you know, and try and get because you can get to Mars with another agency. Right. And do okay. it that way, so which is great. Well, this is one thing we want to emphasize is obviously it's competitive in yeah. the whole space race, but there is a huge amount of cooperation between nations. Yeah. yeah. Um, in space isn't easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's actually, space I mean, is I mean difficult. that's the, that's the obvious reason is yeah. because it's, People need to collaborate yeah. for these things, yeah. and it's just the sensible route. Absolutely. So, no, yeah. absolutely. Um, well, Matt, this has been absolutely fascinating. We do really, really appreciate your time. Really, thank no you so worries. much for it. Um, I think we need to address the elephant in the room before I go, and that's uh, email addresses. Uh, we should talk oh, about this. You know this is always going to come up. We, as when a, we started gonna... recording, I was like, I've got to bring up the email thing because <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. Not only are there three Matts in the, mm. in the studio, as but there's the email. Yeah. As mentioned in season yeah. one, yeah. episode three, mm-hmm. I think it was yeah. two or three. Oh, one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Should we just hold, shall I go and get the Oric Digital branded uh, fisticuffs and the dueling yeah, system? Yeah, okay, yeah, it's actually yeah. a rock'em sock'em robot. Thing yeah. With it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, for those who haven't heard, uh, <laughs> insert tense music. There yeah. is intense music yeah. going yeah. here yeah. because Matt Bone started in the organization in. Oh, two years ago. Now. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. Matthew Walker started in. Well, I started working with Oric in, I think, 2013. 2013. Yeah. I started yeah. a year ago. Mm-hmm. We get given email addresses here at the company. Music intensifies. You need to email anybody. Yeah. It's very much like, you know, first name at Oric Digital. One of us in this organization yeah. does use their email <laughs> yeah. quite regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> One of them. Probably doesn't even boot it up first thing on, no, on the no. thing. Now I, t- I tend to ignore it. <laughs> I, I, I love how honest he <laughs> is about that. Now, so I'm not going to lie. Now, Matt Bone has Matt at AuricDigital.com, which feel free to send anything to. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, yeah. encouraging Eight all our listeners to send, <laughs> sign it up for anything because I have had to take Matt Davis. And it is a crime. I mean, it's a burden you've had to bear. <laughs> it is a burden for a whole year. I mean, I might leave. It's getting so bad. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad we addressed it because I think yeah. it's important to get yeah. out of the air. I mean, the, I mean what, what happened with Matt Walker, though? I mean, uh, why, that is why, a good question. I, I, why I mean, didn't you go just, for Matt? I, I didn't really get a choice. <laughs> I, I think oh, I was just. At, did, at some... did they say at the time we're saving the map for like the next? <laughs> yeah, <but> we're, <laughs> we're saving, saving it for the for right map. More <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I mean, I was just flattered to get an email yeah, address. Yeah, to be okay, honest, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, how that's, humbling that's it number really one, was. To be honest, yeah. I wasn't competitive, but it's like just you know, like yeah, having a job, having our nice. digital email addresses. <laughs> I, I want that on a t-shirt or something. I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> you know, it, it was like receiving a, a hug yeah. or something. Yeah, but but it does. Don't get me wrong. Like it cuts deep, and I want to end the both this right over now. us for the next few yeah, days. Yeah, so. I am keeping it. When you move on, uh, Matt, uh, Matt Davis, that is, he's going to start sending you emails. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Hey, man. Yeah. Remember yeah. what you could have had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Email Please reply to Matt at <laughs> Well, Matt at auradigital.com. Yeah. Thank okay. you very much for your Thank time. Very much. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, I, again, you know, a big thank you to everyone who took part in the alpha. Yeah. Big thank you to everyone who gave us feedback, you know, because it is really, really helpful. And and we as a company do thrive on this feedback. Like it is, it, it, if you've ever done feedback for a video game or a project or something else, like 
I mean, you may have done some for some rubbish companies that haven't looked at it, but for us, we really appreciate it. It is like really helpful. Like it, it, it changes the way you view the game, it changes the way you feel. It renews energy, it renews confidence, it, or it will redirect you. Even if it's negative, it's still quite like, right, if there's an overarch, excuse me, if there's an overarching view of why it's so negative, then we can change that. Yeah. We can do something with it. And you know, it's like so many people getting it. I understand as well from a community point of view that a lot of people will say things and nothing gets done about it. But we're the sort of company that do do things. Mm. So if you mention it and enough of you mention it, it's yeah. getting changed. I think if if you're looking to to really get into the the nuts and bolts of the the thing that you're making mm. from a different perspective as well, you need to be open to that feedback. And yeah. if you if you work with a closed door, you're okay. You might be producing something absolutely fantastic, but it might be only fantastic to to you and what yeah. and, and your likes. You yeah, know? no, I totally agree. Um, you need agree. to have that that input from someone else who just sees it and plays it as a yeah. game. Yeah, no, as absolutely. a gaming body. That's it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, I mean that quite neatly sums up oh, I, episode, I would say I that whatsoever. <laughs> that's very very good well done that's Thanks. a good job so um well till next time uh yeah sure <laughs>